Blog Talk Radio. Thank you for tuning in to ALRPRA's Law Talk Radio. I'm your host, Nick Augustine. This show is produced by ALRPRA Incorporated, a global law practice management agency, headquartered downtown Chicago, Illinois, and serving greater Chicago, Los Angeles, New York, and Washington, D.C. We also connect with domestic and international law firms for international legal issues. Here at ALRPRA, we help manage our clients' business so they can spend more time practicing law. Our primary activities are law firm public relations, marketing, and credentialing. We also offer a wide variety of practice management services to help you with all the back-end business of managing a law firm. Today's guests are myself, along presenting with attorney James Thompson, who is well-known for helping new and seasoned attorneys get on track to earning more clients through simple cost-effective activities. Jim is a monthly guest on the Law Talk radio programs every first Thursday of the month. If you visit ALRPRA.com's Law Talk radio page, you'll find several episodes where Jim has shared his advice on lawyer marketing and a variety of resources. Being very connected with the nation's top marketing experts, Jim delivers us the top advice on building and maintaining a successful law practice. Jim and I are business partners in the pursuit of consulting on business systems that you can use to shake up the way you run your firm. Make more money and take more time for yourself. We will share some great tips today and look forward to working with you on your systems. Jim's website is for Lawyers Marketing Resource is www.lawyersmarketingresource.com. Again, www.lawyersmarketingresource.com. We do have a great show for you this afternoon, and we invite your questions and counterpoint either by directly emailing nick, N-I-C-K, at A-L-R-P-R-A dot com with Law Talk Radio in the subject line, or you can call in by dialing area code 917-889-9732 and press option 1 to be placed in the caller queue. That telephone number again is area code 917-889-9732. Option 1 places you in the caller queue. Now, when calling in, please be kind and mute your telephone while waiting to make a comment so that we can avoid unnecessary background noise. By way of disclaimer, as we get going, this show is a general information program, and the advice shared on this show does not constitute legal advice, and results may vary based on facts and location. Communication with attorneys on this show does not give rise to an attorney-client relationship, and this show is politically neutral and objective. Counterpoints to views expressed are always welcome. Likewise, ALRPRA does not necessarily endorse all of the opinions expressed by guests. Finally, all callers remain confidential, and all rights to this broadcast are reserved by ALRPRA Incorporated. Before we get going, we have an announcement from one of our sponsors. Mary Erlane works to help professionals learn the skill of connecting the dots and removing barriers. On March 15, 2011, from 8 to 9.30 a.m., Mary will conduct a hands-on Leadership for Women workshop for women rakers, rainmakers, and leaders in business. This event will be held in a large boardroom at ALRPRA's headquarters, located at 35 East Wacker Drive in Chicago. ALRPRA sponsors your registration fees, making this a free event. Come by and enjoy a light breakfast and enjoy this pragmatic and acclaimed executive leadership workshop. Space is limited, so register today by emailing nick at ALRPRA.com. With women rainmakers and business leaders in the subject line, if you want to reserve your complimentary seat at this workshop, ALRPRA is a Chambers Business Suites tenant, and we thank Chambers Business Suites for co-sponsoring this event. Now, moving forward, our subject matter today: the business community has been using systems 
formal business processes, in other words, again, systems are formal business processes, for, to operate and manage production and administrative activities for years. When the bottom of the economy dropped, the volume of clients decreased. Most of us hear that systems and think about information technology, and they're partially correct. On the other side of the systems coin, we consider six, uh, several business systems that we will discuss today, such as client attraction, client engagement, client service, and client retention. We're also going to talk a little about some additional necessary business systems in greater depth, such as, one, billing, auditing resources, vendor management, easy technology, and public relations and marketing. So, uh, without uh, any further delay, let's uh, say hello to Jim and get going with our discussion on systems. Jim, how are you today? Hey, Nick. I am doing absolutely wonderful today, and I hope you are too, and I hope all the listeners are doing just great out there. Okay. Well, Jim, let's dive right into this, and let's start our discussion with talking about how you want to run an office uh, and curing the ego problem and correcting the mindset. I think you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, I think the, the, the first thing I want to mention is, quite frankly, that in my opinion from what I've seen uh, and the clients and attorneys and other clients I've worked with, that having a system, having systems, um, plural, because there's a number of different systems, obviously, uh, in place, basically it's the key to uh, having a successful practice, having a successful business. Um, without a system or without systems, um, uh, your, your business really, quite frankly, is, is going to run you more than you running your business. Um, quite frankly, I, I want to just a second and just kind of take a, just a basic definition of, of what a system is. And this is very, very basic. I mean, we could go into depth in all kinds of um, highfalutin language about uh, what marketing systems are, what this system is, et cetera. But Basically, probably one of the best uh, simple definitions, if you will, of a system is being a process of predictably achieving a goal based on a logical and specific set of how-to principles. Let me just repeat that and, and just think about it. A system is a process of predictably achieving a goal based upon a logical and specific set of how-to principles. Basically, we're talking about process for doing certain things, a how-to to do things. And um, I'll be talking probably as we go through this um, and mentioning a couple of names. One I'd, I'd specifically like to mention, and, and those out there that don't have this book, you might want to really seriously think about getting it's called The Enith Attorney. And it was written by Michael Gerber, who is basically the author of The E-Myth, e -Myth Revisited, and a number of other series like that. But he's, he's written, a, written a book uh, called The E-Myth Attorney, which um, basically talks specifically about running a law practice, and he has uh, practicing attorneys contribute to the book. So I would highly recommend it. But I want to talk one just little thing. I want to quote something out of his book or just kind of a little uh, note that he talks about and talks about systems. And he says, uh, when he was talking about uh, one of the attorneys who, who wrote in his book, said the breakthrough way of being was first presented by Michael Gerber in his book, The E-Myth. He discovered while observing the extraordinary success of fast food pioneer McDonald's, Somehow, they needed to turn pimply fate, ADD, 
teenage kids into productive workers in charge of multi-million dollar franchises. And you know what? They did it. As Michael describes it, they came in late, or they come in late, they leave early, they smoke dope during lunch, they have a 1,000% turnover employees, and they still... And still, these same workers produce record profits and make McDonald's franchise the closest thing to owning a money-making machine. So how did they do this? Did they accomplish this impossible feat? Not by trying to control these horrible teenagers, but rather by focusing on systems for doing things with a step-by-step written blueprint of every task. The steps making french fries, greeting customers, cleaning up, tracking cash, and are documented in detail for every staff member to see. In short, there's a written manual that most likely includes uh, includes multimedia learning tools, provides documentation and training for every new hire. Basically, what he's saying there is McDonald's is, and if you think about, if you go into a McDonald's or any other well-run franchise or business, it's run by systems. You could take somebody out put somebody in the job the next day, they look at them and it's boom, 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 boom. And while a lot of lawyers and other professionals uh, don't think in those terms, having a system in your business, in your law firm, uh, is going to make it so much smoother and you're going to just enjoy the practice of law so much better when you have systems in place that you can just rely on. You know things are going to get done on a predictable way. Um, Jim, so again, uh, okay. I was just going to say, mention that, again, my, my, my key to your success basically is a system or systems. Okay, Nick, go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh, I just wanted to, I just wanted to hear about some of the critical legal systems you're going to talk about. Okay, well, let's, let's kind of drive right in. But, you know, maybe before that, I, I want to take a couple of um, minutes just to say a couple of things. I know in dealing with, um, and trust me when I say this, uh, I have some of the same problems and had some of the same problems and still do have some of the same problems that many of my clients and attorneys and, and other professionals have. And coming up with systems, now when I practice law, um, you know, our systems were, were basically all paper-based paper now with computers and, and all the programs and everything that, that are available to attorneys and law firms out there. You've got client management systems, you, time tracking systems, you've got billing systems, you've got all these systems, and they're great. And I've, I've been in attorney's offices that have spent thousands of dollars on software to have systems, and they don't use them. Uh, and there's a lot of reasons for that, and and some of the things I see uh, with attorneys and even other business people. Number one, they feel like if they have systems in place, they're going to lose control of their business. And if you think about this, if if, if there's systems that are in place that that law can run when you're not there, that your paralegal knows how to do certain things, that your secretary can do things that. You know, associates know exactly how to do things by the book, more or less. Are you not needed anymore? You know, we see this. How many lawyers do you know out there that, that don't feel like they can even get away from their business or law firm for a week because they've got this feeling that if I leave for a week, it's all going to park? 
and they've got to have that control. And so one of the things that's really hot, Nick, is, is to kind of start changing that mindset. When you start putting, and we'll talk about some of this in a minute, but when you start putting some of these, these systems into place, the lawyer or other professionals begin to see how much smooth their law office runs. They, they, they get out of this mindset that they're losing control, and they're actually going to have a lot more control because, you know, uh, they, they go in in the morning and one of these secretaries quits or something else happens. You know, they have to hire a secretary. Well, they've got a manual there that says, okay, if we have to hire another secretary, this is how the secretary answers the phone or talks to people or whatever it is. So basically, they're 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 not going to lose the control that they think they might. And and of course, you know, you get some some lawyers that say, well, I've done this thing, I've done it this way for 25 years, and it's for me, and I don't need to do it. You know what? If it works for you, then I don't want to change it. But most of the clients that I work with and see, uh, the older clients, the ones that have been around for you know, 15, 20 years that, that think they have um, it under control, quite frankly, most of them don't. And when we sit with them and we talk to them about different systems and different things they can bring into their practice, it kind of, quite frankly, opens their eyes. That they, they, they didn't know that they were even out there. They didn't even know to start doing some of these things. And we're not talking about a lot of things. We start very slowly and we work our way up. And I think that's one of the problems, too, is that, that attorneys think, well, you know, I know I need to do this. I know I need to have systems, and I know that it'd be the best thing that would ever come down the pike for my law office. And then I look over and I see a pile of papers on a desk, and I see this and I see that, and I go, where do I even start? And that's one of the things, quite frankly, that, that we run into when we're talking to um, to attorneys and, and other professionals is actually getting them to start. Um, and and that's, a, that's a tough thing. And basically what we try and do is, is start out very slow. We don't jump into everything and say, okay, I'll give you a perfect example. You walk in and um, I've got a messy basement that I've got to clean up, say. Well, if I go down there every day and I look at that basement, nothing is going to get done. If I think, okay, I'm going to go over and I'm just going to clean up this little uh, corner of the basement, I'll probably get to that. And that's kind of the approach that we take uh, and I think anybody should take it as far as implementing a system. They need to sit down and break it down into very, very simple tasks. Um, a couple of things I, I want to say and then we'll, we'll dive right in. Um, one of the things that I've seen a lot of lawyers do um, is, is say to their, say their paralegal or to their secretary or even associates, uh, I want you to come up with a system. I want you to tell me what we need to do. Tell me what you do over and over again, and I want to put that into a system. Quite frankly, that really doesn't work because basically you're saying to someone else, I want you to create something for me. You, as a lawyer, have to have a hand in creating that system. Uh, you have to be hands-on. You have to guide that person. Now, I'm not saying that you have to do every single thing. You get the input. You can sit down with your paralegal, and, and you can sit down with your secretaries, or you can sit down with your associates and, and talk about uh, certain things that, that, that they do and how they do it. But you are the one. You, as the attorney, 
are the one that, that has the ultimate responsibility to putting that system into place. So you can't rely on, you know, a paralegal or a secretary to come up with systems for your particular practice. Uh, it's not a simple thing. I don't want to tell you that creating a system is simple. It is a very difficult thing, but it's something that it can be done. We work with a lot of attorneys, and once they they, they get on board, uh, and sometimes it's tough to get them on board. Again, one of the things that uh, you, you probably uh, need a consultant for, quite frankly, is not tell you how to run your practice. That's your 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 you know within your own realm. Uh, one of the things that a consultant does for you is is gives you that accountability. Uh, if I sit down with a client and we go over what, say we're going to work on a, a client attraction system, and we sit down and we take a couple of items and we say we're going to do this, and this is what we're going to do over the next week or month or whatever the period be, um, they know that I'm going to be seeing them uh, next week. They know that I'd be calling them every day to ask them how they're doing. So that keeps you or keeps the client on track. The important yeah. thing is and, – and, Yes, sir. It is very true that you will call them and keep them on track. But first, before we hear more, we need to pause for a break. So we're going to be right back. Uh, I'll read the quick list of the, the systems that Jim is going to talk about and then the systems I'm going to talk about. The systems that Jim is going to talk about are client attraction, client engagement, client service, and client retention. And then in our third segment, I'm going to talk to you a little bit about billing systems, auditing resources, vendor management systems, easy technology, and then public relations and marketing. But before we get into those, on segment two, we're going to come back and finish out by talking a little bit about how it can work, uh, going a little bit further into what Jim is saying, with consulting and development, how we can do monthly maintenance and adjustments, and how consulting really helps you. So we're just going to pause quickly for a break and bring you our second commercial sponsor from the law office of Nancy K. Ducharme. Your business may be exposed to liability if your marketing materials and slogans infringe on another's intellectual property. When you need the right legal services to advance your creativity and guard against trademark infringement, call the law office of Nancy K. Ducharme. Attorney Nancy K. Ducharme brings big law firm experience and reputation to her intellectual property law firm, serving national corporate clients in the areas of trademark, copyright, internet law, and advertising law. You can find the law office of Nancy K. Ducharme by visiting nkdlaw.com and also by searching for the law office of Nancy K. Ducharme on Facebook. The law office of Nancy K. Ducharme is there to help you with your advertising copy review. Get in touch with Nancy today by visiting nkdlaw.com. Our third announcement comes from Steve Fretzen and the Sales Results Incorporated Group. If you're an attorney who is struggling to develop your book of business, try calling Sales Results. For over six years, Sales Results has been helping attorneys double or even triple their books of business through development and coaching programs. Just call them at area code 847-317-1575. Again, 847-317-1575. Or visit Sales Results online at www.salesresultsinc.com. Again, Sales Results Incorporated, salesresultsinc.com. 
Back now to our Law Talk radio program. We do encourage our listeners' feedback and questions. Please call in by dialing area code 917-889-9732, and then you can press option 1 to be placed in the caller queue. Your questions and comments are also available to be submitted through our email or through the contact page at alrpra.com. All right, now getting back to our show, in our second segment, Jim, if you could, uh, you I'm sorry, I had to interrupt you before for the break, but you could you were starting to uh, briefly talk about about uh, client attraction and some of the things that we're going to touch on in our third segment uh, after the half-hour point. But if we could talk a little bit about in this segment, how it can work. Again, you started talking a little bit about how we can work with people to uh, evaluate what they have already um, and the accountability and the follow-up. Let's talk a little bit more about that, Jim. Yeah, you know, and, and Nick, one of the things that I think attorneys really need to do is, is and when they have a... Uh, consultant or somebody come in is sit down with that consultant and let that consultant see what you're doing right now um, and and be open to what suggestions might be made. Now, one of the things we want to talk a little bit, I think, now is kind of go into, you know, some of the areas I'm going to talk about because this is the area that I primarily work with in, with attorneys as far as um, attorneys getting clients and, and, and keeping clients and, and how to do that. So let's talk a little bit about, about some of that. We'll talk about client. Some of these will, will cross over, but we'll talk about the, the, the client attraction, getting clients into your office in the first place. We'll talk about client engagements. Um, how do you, once you get that client into your office, again, We'll talk about it a little more in depth, but it's different for each different type of practice. Uh, your client service, uh, absolutely, probably, once you get them in the door, obviously, that's, that's the key right there. You've got to service that client. You've got to make that client happy. Um, and, and we all know some of the things we should be doing, and that's great, but we need to have a checklist, if you will, so that we know that we're keeping that client happy, doing things that make that client happy. We'll talk a little bit about that. And then we'll talk about client retention. And a lot of attorneys I talk to don't even think about the client retention. They, 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 they get the client in and they perform whatever service. They get the final bill out. The client pays them, and uh, that client is basically gone. And they're they're missing an opportunity there. So we're going to talk about those those four areas um, and and just kind of just gloss over them because obviously um, we could spend a lot of time in those particular things. But I think with client attraction, let's just go real basic. You you have thinking about what it is or how it is you want to attract clients to your practice. Now having said that. Uh, there's not one size fits all for every type of practice or for every type of service that a law firm provide. You you may have you know a firm that just does family law, divorces, child custody, things of that nature. You may have a firm that does just bankruptcies, or you may have a firm that uh, you know um, does personal injury. Or again, you may have a firm that you have a number of attorneys in that firm that cross over and do a lot of these different things. So again, depending on the type of firm you have, you're going to have to sit down and come up with a plan of how you're going to attract clients. One of the things I've seen, quite frankly, is I'll see a law that maybe has a full page or half page or three quarters page or whatever it is in the ages. But 
they don't have any way to follow up somebody calling in on the yellow pages. So they put the ad in, but they don't have a, uh, a call center, if you will, or they don't have any follow-up. They've just gone ahead and some yellow salesman that says, oh, that looks good, put that in. Uh, whether it, and, of course, the thing that we're talking about right now uh, with, with almost every attorney that we work with is having a website. Uh, if an attorney doesn't have a website, they're not in business. And I, I hate to be blunt, but you know there was an ad I guess three or four or five years ago, maybe even shorter than that, where somebody was they were pitching a, a customer, and the customer really wanted to work with them, and they go, okay, what's your website? And the two guys kind of look at each other and go, website? What's that? Obviously, um, just about every attorney that we work with now uh, does have a website, um, and and. It's kind of interesting. I was talking to a friend of mine who does a lot of websites, and we came up and we just came across this. I wonder how many attorneys put websites up, and when was the last time they actually looked at website? And I called a few of the attorneys that that I knew just for the heck of it, just to see where it was. And most of the attorneys we contacted after they put up their initial website and it looked nice and they approved it and everything have never gone back and even looked at their own website. Um, there's a tip right there. If if you put a website up and you haven't looked at it in the last you know month, two months, go back, take a look at it, see see what it does. Um, how do you plan your website? What are you trying to do as far as your website? Some attorneys, all they want to do is get, you know, if you've got a big law firm, downtown law firm, where you are servicing corporate clients, you certainly want to make sure that, uh, you know, you've got uh, everybody's bio up there and all the great clients that you service and everything. If you're a, a basically a consumer-type law firm, i.e. Uh, doing divorces, bankruptcy, things of that nature, you want to make sure that you're reaching those people uh, that are looking at your website. People don't care how many degrees you have, if you're number one at Harvard or anything. They want to know how can you help them. And you need to look at your website in those terms. If you haven't had somebody professionally do your website, and when I say professionally, quite frankly, I've seen a lot of websites out there where uh, lawyers' websites have been done and they look really pretty. They're great from a website design standpoint. But a lawyer hasn't designed your website or you at least had some consultation on some of the things a lawyer or you should be looking at in your website. Uh, some, most of you who have done that are missile. You need to have a lawyer actually be a consultant, if you will, on part of that website. Don't have to find a website, but have him work with the person that's designing your website. Um, you know, some of the other things you have to look at with client attraction. What events are you going to attend? Do you belong to a chamber of commerce? Is that a good thing for you? Do you belong to BNI? Do you belong to any other type of networking events? Well, we've talked extensively on this program, and I've, I've talked with a lot of attorneys outside uh, about the way to network, things that you need to do. I will mention it again. If you don't network and you want to network, there's a great book by Bob Berg. It's B-U-R-G, uh, the book is Endless Referrals. I would pick that up and I would read that book. Um, and it's not a book you read like a novel or anything. It's it's a Bible. I call it a Bible on getting referrals and uh, networking. Um, again, what type of groups are you going to do? Are you, gonna, are you the type of attorney that wants to go out and give talks to specific groups? Okay, if that's what you want to do, then you've got to plan how you're going to do that. So, I, and I'm just touch on real quick on those because 
uh, you could spend all kinds of time on that. Now, let's talk about uh, the, the client engagement. Well, again, um, when a client comes into your office, uh, and, and most of the time, quite frankly, with attorneys, if, if a client comes into your office and you can help them, you, you have the necessary skills and, and, and they have a problem, you, you're going to get them as a client. So from the standpoint of an attorney really having to worry about how to close, quite frankly, uh, an attorney has, has, a, has a real benefit there because if a person comes into your office, uh, they, they're pretty much going to end up being your client. So what do you have? Okay, you have an engagement letter. You have a contract. You have whatever documents are necessary in a folder. So you know that when John Smith says, yes, I want to engage you, you say, well, here's what we do, this type of thing, and, and we got a contract here, and this is how we bill, and here's it all spelled out. So the guy feels, or the, the guy or the gal, the, the client feels like they are now being treated like a part of your team. That's what that's what clients are looking for. Just think about the last time, if you've ever had to go to an attorney yourself. How do you want to be? How do you want to feel when when you're talking to someone? An attorney's talking to you. You feel comfortable with that attorney. And if you have uh, it all laid out, as here's here's what we do. Here's how we go about it. And uh, the secretary comes in, or the secretary has a pack. That person signs a retainer check, and the, and the secretary comes in with a nice folder and packet says, "Okay, here are commonly asked questions, and and here's how you get a hold of it if you need to." So you've got that all set out. That's 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 a simple thing, but you've got to have a a system to do that. Client service. Um, I think anybody on this call, if if every, anybody would take a poll. Of uh, the number one complaint against attorneys or about attorneys is the fact that they do not return phone calls. Uh, and I, 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 I will tell you, I, I, I know the problem. I, I had the same problem when I was practicing. I was a trial lawyer, and you know, you come home at the end of the day after a trial or something, you didn't want to call anybody back. But, and here's the but: you've got to have a system. You've got to have a system that says. Okay, if, if if somebody calls in, and depending on what your practice is, if somebody calls in, uh, make sure that your secretary or whoever answers that phone doesn't say, well, he's tied up right now. You know, have him say he's with a client, he's in a conference. Also, have a system so that if you know that there's two or three phone calls you're going to get during that morning period where you're working, your secretary knows to put that person through. Otherwise, let the secretary know that she can talk to the, the person, get the information they need. Let that person know that you're either in court or you're on a um, on trial or you're you're with another client. Do not ever ever allow uh, the secretary, or the person answer the phone call, say, "Well, he's busy right now." Well, you know how that? What does that do? That makes you sound like. I'm not important when I call in. And, and just little things like this. But we're talking about, you know, client service, okay? How do you do certain things? The client needs to know what is coming next. So if you've got something set out in a, um, a system that the client gets information up front, Quite frankly, that client may not be calling you when he or she has a question because they've got a packet of information with frequently asked questions. Now, if the client doesn't get those answers, sure, they're going to call you. But that may save a lot of problems. Um, one of the things I've seen kind of used neatly is uh, some of these uh, email systems, their, their voice emails or video emails, I, I guess, where at the end of the day you can call your people back 
and there's a little video email that goes out and says, hey, John, I got your message. Sorry, I couldn't get back to you. I was in court. Yes, we got the interrogatories in. Would you call my secretary tomorrow and make an appointment? You've done a number of different things. Number one, you've answered that. You've called that person. You've done it basically in person, and you've done it quickly, so you don't into a lengthy conversation. And what I've seen some attorneys do, and I think it's great, is I make or they make that phone call to you uh, or to the client, and they bill it, but they put no charge. Boy, you know how clients love to see no charge. And it, you could probably do 15 phone calls in a half-hour time because you don't have to talk to anybody, and you get that taken care of. There's you know, some of the ideas as far as setting up systems like that. Client retention. Hey, Jim. Yes. Uh-huh. Let's pause for a break, and then we will pop back into client retention. But I really like your comments on the uh, telephone call, the returning calls through emails. It's really just a wonderful thing. So we're going to be back uh, after a short break to talk more about some of uh, the systems that Jim is talking about, and then I will be talking about some as well. And again, uh, please note that everything that we're discussing today, the plan is that you either you do this on your own, but if you don't want to do it on your own, you need guidance, you need coaching, you need helping. We're both available to work as a team for consulting and developing with these systems. We'll sit down and narrowly tailor them for what you're doing right now and what works for your law firm, what you personally like, and then we'll develop a system in a way for you to follow up. And there is some monthly maintenance and adjustments that may be needed, but the idea is to start a plan, work the plan, and and adjust things, and it does take a little time, but uh, learning, it's really a lot of habit forming too, so it's really good. Uh, developing systems is what necessarily will help you uh, bring in more clients, uh, change the way your practice operates. So much good to come about. So we're going to pause now for our break, and at the halfway point of our show here, we read you the daily legal news, and today's uh, daily legal news, we're going to uh, tell you a little bit about a Supreme Court decision. This is coming from the Associated Press. Uh, from today, March 3rd, the Supreme Court's anti-gay funeral picketers are allowed. Uh, written by Mark Sherman for the Associated Press coming out of Washington. Quote, uh, the Supreme Court ruled Wednesday that a grieving father's pain over mocking protests at his Marine son's funeral must yield to First Amendment protections for free speech. All but one justice sided with a fundamentalist church that is stirred outrage and raucous demonstrations contending that God is punishing the military for the nation's tolerance of homosexuality. The 8-to-1 decision in favor of the Westboro Baptist Church of Topeka, Kansas, was the latest in a line of court rulings that, as Chief Justice John Roberts said in his opinion for the court, protects even hurtful speech on public issues to ensure that we do not stifle public debate. The decision ended in a lawsuit by Albert Snyder, who sued the church members for the emotional pain they caused by showing up at his son Matthew's funeral. As they have hundreds of other funerals, the Westboro members held signs with provocative messages, including, Thank you, God, for dead soldiers. You're going to hell. God hates the USA. Thank God for 9-11. And one that combined the U.S. Marine Corps motto, Semper Fi, with a slur against anti-gay men. Or a slur, sorry, a slur against gay men. Justice Samuel Alito, the lone dissenter, said Snyder only wanted to bury his son in peace. Instead, Alito said the protesters brutally attacked Matthew Snyder to attract public attention. Our profound national commitment to free and open debate is not a license for the vicious verbal assault that occurred in this case, 
said Justice Samuel Alito. Again, you can find more about this article by going to the Associated Press or any of the publications who have uh, repurposed it. Uh, again, it's the Supreme Court's ruling that the Westboro Baptist Church may continue with their so-called free speech. Now, our, our fourth sponsor of the day is our guest today on the show with us. It's Jim Thompson in the Get Clients Now program. If you're a solo practitioner or work in a small law firm, there's a seasoned attorney and legal marketing coach who can help you get more clients. Jim Thompson moderates the Get Clients Now program and employs very, various time-honored techniques to help you attract new business and encourage referrals. Jim is a monthly guest on the Law Talk radio programs every first Thursday of the month, and after retiring from his career as a trial lawyer, Jim shifted his focus to both helping young and seasoned attorneys get more clients. To learn more about Jim Thompson, visit the Lawyers Marketing Resource website at www.lawyersmarketingresource.com. And on the Lawyers Marketing Resource website, you can read testimonials and success stories. ALRPRA strongly endorses the Get Clients Now program and the personal accountability components of Jim's course and programs. You can get in touch with Jim Thompson today by dialing area code 708 Seven eight five four zero two two. The telephone number again is area code seven zero eight seven eight five four zero two two. And we also want to take a moment and remind our listeners to share these broadcasts and links in your social networks. Many people find our shows on their friends' Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn pages, and we thank all of you for your support in sharing our programming. Now, going back to, uh, to our conversation with Jim, Jim, uh, you were just about to start and did start talking a little bit about client retention after you first listed some of the areas in which we can both team up to help people in client attraction, client engagement, client service, and again, client retention, all using business systems. So let's hear more. Okay, Nick, and I'll, I'll, I'll make this fairly brief because I know you want to talk about a number of other systems. But one of the things I see so many attorneys do is not realize the value of a client, uh, a client that they've done work for. Uh, that client has hopefully come to know, like, and trust you, trust you with their legal matters. And for you to finish with that client, not keep in contact with that client, um, from the standpoint of getting the referrals from that client or getting more business from that particular, again, depending on the type of practice you have, getting more business from that client is absolutely one of the, the strangest things I've seen when I sit down and talk to, talk to attorneys who say, well, we, we, we've finished with the client. It, the other thing is even worse is when you're in a law firm and hypothetically you're an estate planning attorney and one of the lawyers in your law firm handles PI cases, one of them handles divorces, you don't take that client around and introduce them to everybody in your law firm so that they know, client knows, that not only just handling the wills and their trust, but this is a law firm for him or for her. And, and you know, think about, think about if you've done a good job for somebody and they're out, and 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 I think it's Bob Berg that talks about being your walking ambassadors. They're out there talking about your firm. But you know how they say it? I want to let you know that you can go to my law firm, and it's when it becomes your law firm becomes their law firm. 
they become proud that they have a law firm. So they want to refer you. So let them know what you do. Keep in touch with them. Have a system where monthly you send a, a, a note to them just saying, hi, how are you? Or you send them an email or you mix it up or you keep their birthdays. You know, send them a birthday card. Just keep yourself in front of these clients. And it's amazing. You you work very hard. You spend a lot of money to get that client to come in your door and then you 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 let that client go, and then you got to bring in another one and spend a bunch more money. And not only that, you're missing the boat on referraling. So what you need to do is come up with a system, and, and there's many different ways. And obviously, we can talk about many different ways on another program. But let let that client know you love them, so that they know you're out there. So that if they that their mother or their sister or their brother wants a divorce or gets in a car accident or a kid gets arrested. They know exactly they can pick up the phone and call you and know that you're going to help them out. And I see so many lawyers miss the boat on that. And once you, I open the eyes to them, it's like, oh, my gosh, I never even thought about that. So hopefully uh, that, that, you know, just that brief opportunity I've had to talk to you about client attraction, engagement, client service, and, and client retention will, will strike a chord and, and you'll want to know more, quite frankly. That, that's what I hope happens today. Now, Jim, when we they want to know more, let's talk. We've got five minutes before our final break. Let's talk a little bit more about how the consulting um, process can work, how you and I can help people as a team, what that looks like. Uh, let's describe the procedural uh, aspects of the consulting with building the systems, maintaining them. Um, I have my thoughts. Let me hear your thoughts. Uh, well, basically, I think, and I, you know, concentrate on basically the client attraction and the client engagement retention aspects of it and Nick gets more into some of the other aspects. If, if you have a question and, and you call me or send me an email or look at my website, um, you know, call, give me a call that you did my website, send me an email, I'll be glad to talk to you. If I think it's something that we can be involved with, you're fine. If I want to pass it on or vice versa, Nick gets a call on say billing or auditing procedures or you know any of the things he's going to talk to you about technology then then we work together and and that's what really consultants do um i also have other consultants that that i work with uh as strange as it may seem i'm a consultant that works with me when i sometimes go into a lawyer's office and and trust me uh this this was my desk Quite frankly, when I practice law, you couldn't even see the wood, as she mentions. I have a, a consultant that comes in sometimes and will actually work with organizing the lawyer. Um, and so we have, both Nick and I, have connections with other people. We can't be out. We got people that we know we can bring in. We can we can have them assist you. So I think that's our value, uh, Nick, is... is, is yeah. We can do things ourselves, and we also know other people that can, can help you in that regard. Many people, many people. And another comment that uh, some of uh, our clients at ALRPRA have, have mentioned to us, a lot of people know what they want to do with, whether it's public, whether it's marketing, PR, or some of these systems. Uh, there are so many seminars and webinars out there. People know that they should be doing these things, but it's the execution of getting them done. And some of my clients have made comments such as, um, you know, Nick, it makes sense for me to use your agency at your uh, cost and rate so that I'm not 
taking my higher premium rate and spending that doing some of the activities that uh, that you can do for me. So it's a lot of execution of getting these things done. And I think that when you put dollars on the table, um, backing uh, you know a marketing plan, you've got now you're invested into it. So you want to continue to stick through with it as opposed to some of the things that we know we should be doing, and they always get put on the back burner. But again, when we're putting money, it's think about it like a class. If you take a um, you know a yoga class or, or some sort of class and you're paying for it, it's going to drive you nuts if you're not using it and, and moving forward and going to it. So it's a lot of um, you know putting having someone else that you're accountable. It's this uh, back and forth accountability. And Jim, that's something that you talk about uh, pretty often as well. Yeah, and and the other thing is if if, if and I'll just give a perfect example. Uh, I was with a lawyer. Oh, two or three weeks ago, and, and he's very tech-savvy, and he said, Jim, I can build my own website. I said, sure, go ahead and do it. How much is that? Com- how much time is that going to take? And he says, you know, I don't know, maybe three, four, five hours. Okay, you're building at $300 an hour, right? Mm-hmm. Well, wouldn't it be better to pay somebody c- to come in and build your website, know how it runs, take care of it, rather than when it breaks down, you have to worry about it, and you're out making $300 an hour, than and then try and do it all yourself. And I think sometimes people don't understand that they're they're much more a, a much better way, a more cost effective way. Take a look at what your turn on investment is. Opportunity uh, cost higher, too. Opportunity cost. Sorry, I just wanted to add that word. Sure. If you if if you bring in a consultant, find out what that consultant's gonna do for you. Because if that consultant's not going to make money for you, then obviously you don't want to talk to that consultant. But most of the time when we go in and we talk to lawyers uh, and we get them on track and get them doing things, they're making a lot more money than they were ever making before. And mm-hmm. probably, uh, you know, I sometimes almost wish, well, maybe, and I know lawyers can't split fees, but I'd almost like to go in sometimes and say, well, listen, this is what we're going to do for you, and all we want is 50% of your next year's uh, revenue. 50%? And, you know, I take twenty percent. You know, it's like, you know, we'll take it on a contingency, guy. I know lawyers can't split fees, but I say you'll know, take it on a contingency, and uh, and they they do, they get it, and, and and be open, be open to having somebody in consult with you, talk to you. You may not want to do what they suggest, and that's fine, but at least learn. Yeah, I think that's one of the the greatest benefits um, from a consulting standpoint is. Um, I am in touch, Nick is in touch with, and, and other consultants, in touch with people across the country that are experts in their particular areas. That's I right. I have a great network of, of people that I call on. And, uh, you know, and I, I will just, just totally honestly, most of the stuff I talk to people about is stuff that I get from other people. I, I, I made the comment at a talk the other day. I said, I haven't had an original idea in a long time. <laughs> I, take, I take information and I filter it out. And um, I was at a conference, just a little aside, where well, some of you may know who Les Brown is, and he got up and he said, you know, we pass out all this information. We give you all this great talk. And, again, it's not our information. We get it from other people. All we are is caretakers of information. That's what consultants are. We get the opportunity to learn from other people, and we filter it out and give it to you. You couldn't possibly spend the time that we spend learning this because you're practicing law or practicing what else you're doing. This Very is true. Our, our practice, and, and so you're getting the benefit of what we learn. All right, Jim, time for a break. Yep. 
All right, so we're gonna we're gonna <laughs> hey, we could both you know unfor- Jim and I are both talkers. We we have to really watch the time on the phone calls when because we'll go forever <laughs> because we both care very passionately about these topics and uh, that's why we decided to team up and uh, divide and conquer and, and help everyone make the practice of law better and and that's what it's all about. So uh, we're gonna pause now. This is our half uh, for our. Uh, sorry, at the 45-minute point, we bring you the Law Practice Management Resources, uh, and then I'm going to come back and talk to you a little bit about some of the systems uh, that I have a great experience in, and then we'll uh, say hi to Jim again uh, in, in the last minute or so for a wrap-up, and um, that'll conclude for today. So our Law Practice Management Resources for the day first come from the ABA Web Store and ABA Publishing. The title, again, we've been reading this title all week, it's Mastering Voir Dire and Jury Selection. Gain an edge in questioning and selecting your jury. Third edition. This much-anticipated and expanded third edition of the nation's most experienced trial trial consultants goes beyond other books in jury selection and focuses on the skills needed to conduct effective voir dire and jury selection, ultimately improving your chances of a favorable verdict at trial. The valuable guide will help you understand effective voir dire and jury selection strategies and adapt them to the unique circumstances you face in your trial jurisdiction. Note that on Friday we're going to have uh, the Law Talk radio show featuring jury consultant expert John Gilliland, uh, who is going to talk. He's from Kroll on Track, and he's going to be talking to us about recent press regarding social media and jury polls. I'll quickly say that I was talking to um, a colleague just yesterday who had won a criminal trial. I guess the jury was out for all of two minutes. A trial out in the suburbs, and it was a a minority um, individual who was on trial, and where most people thought the jury was going to go one way, and it might have been a slam dunk um, as far as he he was concerned. It it turned out quite the other. So, again, you can – it's predicting juries is is – something of an art, and there is, this is a largely debated topic. People uh, weigh in all over the board, so uh, <coughs> we invite you to call in and let us know what you think. That's going to be tomorrow at 3 o'clock Central. Our second practice management resource is Law Bulletin Publishing Company. When you subscribe to the Chicago Daily Law Bulletin and the Chicago Lawyer Magazine, you'll receive up-to-date legal news from Chicago and around Illinois. Also, check out the Law Bulletin blog, Attorneys in Transition, which offers advice and tips for lawyers in flux in their careers. I am one of the weekly advice columnists published by the Attorneys in Transition site, and I hope you visit and leave your comment at attorneysintransition.com. Our third practice management resource, of course, if you're hearing today, ALRPRA's Practice Management Services. We offer hourly consulting and fixed-fee project-based services in systems development for your office management as well as our core business activities in public relations, marketing, technology, management, and finance. Our webinars and hands-on desk reference materials are available for attorneys in transition, especially anyone launching a solo practice please visit our At Work page at ALRPRA.com for more information. Our fifth commercial sponsor of the day is credit damage expert George Finder. Your credit score and reputation are valuable assets. If you suffer damage to your credit score, you should consider your damages. Credit damage expert George Finder is an expert who can put a dollar amount on damage to your credit score. George Finder is one of the only credit damage experts in the country, and the attorneys and plaintiffs who have retained his services have earned huge damage awards in various practice areas such as personal injury, employment law, family, and general civil litigation. 
By learning to incorporate the credit damage intake questions into your intake process, you and your staff can learn how to spot credit damage events worthy of retaining George Finder's available services. George Finder is available for consulting on damage to credit reputation nationwide, and his website with a video and other information is creditdamageexpert.com. Again, that site is creditdamageexpert.com, where you can go and learn more about George Finder and his expert services. Now, again, a request that you do share our programming with others you know who might find it interesting. It's very simple. If you find a show and you can click the, and you see the title and it looks of interest, click the share button. You can do that, uh, or you can retweet it if you find it on Twitter. But that's really, this This show has grown organically since we started and holistically by support of our listeners who share it with other people. So we are always looking for your con- uh, your information and feedback on how to make things better. You can also go to Facebook uh, and find our uh, Facebook page for Law Talk Radio by put- putting Law Talk Radio in the search tab on the top of your Facebook page. And you can uh, find more about shows from the past, um, and other resources, and as well, you can go to ALRPRA.com and find the Law Talk Radio page there and get additional information. So we're going to go back into our programming now, and for our third uh, segment, you're going to hear a little bit more from me, and I'm going to talk about some other systems that I have worked on with clients that have helped them in their practices. Uh, We've done billing systems, auditing systems, vendor management, easy technology, and PR and marketing. So I'm going to start, I'm actually going to uh, start with billing because billing and getting paid is certainly what we need to do to keep our practices and our doors open and keep growing. Um, So with billing systems, there are so many software applications we can use, whether it's a time slip system that we bought or it's uh, something as simple as using Microsoft Word and keeping a table open and tracking your time during the day. That's actually something that I do, um, and Jim is another person who has helped reinforce that I bring that back from uh, my background when I was working in family law. I remember uh, being accountable, of course, for every 15 minutes of my day, and uh, I remember a, a partner bringing me into his office and uh, said, I want to talk to you about your billing, and I was nervous. I said, oh my, what is this? Um, But he said, you know, thank you. You've done a good job because you track, and I'm accountable for all my time. I didn't want to spend time in personal calls or something else where I'd have to justify that. So um, I've carried that on, and through the day, it it comes very useful. So what I did is I incorporated that with a client where we took – we took some of the the, the similar things with keeping the uh, tracking the time like that, and then just uh, transferring that into different client time and billing things, uh, billing lists and charts, and then using that with QuickBooks. So that way, you have a re- you have some redundancy with your you know you use QuickBooks to generate the bills, send them out, but then I'd also keep a paper copy, and um, it's a system of binders and you know offline in paper records, so you can tangibly go back and look and see proof you know, again with the letter that, you know, dear client, here's a bill. So billing systems are are certainly wonderful. Um, Auditing is also another thing. I've worked with clients to audit different things uh, and just making sure that two systems match up. Um, It's a double check on what you've done and where you're going. So auditing is a a very useful thing. And again, many people like to communicate that with their malpractice carrier uh, to try to negotiate lower premiums. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't, depending on the carrier. But auditing is, uh, you know, kind of a scary word and we think of auditing, we think of the IRS, but auditing is uh, something that can be used to also take a look at what types of things your employees are doing. How's your associate's time being spent? How's your paralegal's time being spent? Are you billing for their time? 
what, what are you doing with uh, some of these uh, different people in your office? So auditing is just taking a step back and taking a look at what's going on. So we'll set up a system on how you can do that, and it's really easy. Again, we try to do things in a way that is natural to what you're already doing with your work so that you don't have to relearn or you know change behaviors necessarily to do some of those things. The next one is vendor management. This is so important. Any law firm that I've ever been in, and again, when I started my overflow legal research and consulting business in 05, I've worked in several different law firms where the phone is ringing off the hook from different people trying to sell you different things. And you can lose so much time in your day if you politely talk to all of these individuals. It's much better to take their information, you know, set up a system where you're going to call them back, and then have a pre have predetermined uh, messages that, you know, for lack of a better thing, messages that you can share with them so you can determine who is a valuable thing and who's not because you do want to talk to some of these folks because they have good things to help you. But if you spend all your time doing that, you can't bill someone. So, you know, I always think during my day, what am I doing and who can I bill for it? If I can't, because I have to keep my doors open and lights on too. Um, So you have to be mindful of how you're spending your nine to five. So maybe some of those things are, you know, email. So we help people with those and that's been nice too. Technology. Here's another one. Um, yeah, we had the show with Yehuda Kagan from XVAND in Houston the other day. Well, they have all sorts of things uh, set up and available technologies um, and ways to systematize what you're doing. And again, it's having a process to use technology. So there are free sites and freeware out there. We help people determine uh, what are some good cost-saving tools so they can decide what they want to spend the money on and what they want when they want to use the freeware. If you, if you combine these things, uh, you can see where your high payoff uh, money is going. So high payoff activities may be uh, spending the money on the outsourced IT guy for 100 to $120 a month. And, in, in, so, and then you use some of these free sites and, and things for additional cost savings. So we'll take a look at and audit what the different thing, what you're using with technology and, and certainly help people find technology that's user-friendly for them. So um, finally, public relations and marketing. This is so easy if you think of it in terms of make a plan, work the plan. Um, by embracing some of the social media options that are free for you to use but time-intensive, what you do is you can determine determine how much time you're spending with some of these platforms and, uh, again, carve out, uh, make a plan of what you're going to do, when you're going to do it. We use percentage breakdowns and what types of things you should, how you should share, because you also want to be sensitive to the people on your wall. For example, we've stopped sending you invites for all these shows because they're showing up on the side of the Facebook page, and we're also going to be sending out constant contact messages to people that have a show list. We also have them listed on the website now. So we're trying to learn to be more kind to our people out there in our network. So it's going through and adapting to changes. Um, you know, I wrote a, an article today about the, the new sharing your blog and website comments. Facebook has a new plugin. It's a huge development. So um, just going through and having someone take a look at these things and plan a system for when you're going to do webinars, when you're going to do uh, radio programs, or when you're going to do blogs, how you're going to do blogs, and know what you're going to do ahead of time so you can just execute the plan. And again, for our clients, you know, we take over a lot of that for them. We're the executioners of these plans that they want to do. 
so. And it makes a lot of sense. They like it, and it gets done. I mean, half of the battle here is implementing all these things you want to do. You can sit up at night and make a plan of all these things, but if you're, let's say, okay, not to pick on family law, but you have clients calling all day long who've got issues and problems, it detracts from the time that you've set aside to do these things. So it's all being accountable to your planning. Um, So that is what I have to say about billing, auditing, vendor management, technology, public relations, and marketing. So, again, those are some ways that I've helped uh, work with different clients. And, again, some of these things just come along as um, as you're doing different work. And, again, uh, a friend of mine who was a, a smart Harvard grad who focused a lot of in think tanks and systems pointed out that I was a systems thinker. And the funny thing is the whole time I've been doing this since before I even entered law school and, you know, even back to childhood. So it's naturally something that I do well. And I appreciate the opportunity to share it with other people because that's what we should do. You know, people pick different practice areas in law because they're good at what they're doing or they're passionate about their practice area. And this is what I'm passionate about and what I do well. And I don't make and I don't apologize for saying that I do it well because it's something that I naturally do. So let's hop back to Jim. Sorry, I just wanted to get all that out there. Jim, what are your thoughts? Well, I guess my first thought, Nick, is that I don't think anybody on this call could ever say that neither you or I are not passionate about what we do. Um, you know, it's 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 just the way both of us both of us are, and and I get very passionate and get carried away talking about some of the things I I want to share with people, and I know you do the exact same thing. You know why? Um, just to... because no one else is doing it. Exactly, exactly. I mean, it is. It's amazing out there that um, there's so many attorneys out there, especially a lot of the, well, even the older attorneys um, that have never even thought about systems and, you know, doing things, having a consultant. And I don't like the term consultant, quite frankly, be being used, but, but and, I, and I'm not really a gung-ho on coaching either, but someone that can come in. Part is a better word. Yeah, it is. It really is a much better word. But the bottom line is, and, and what we just talked about in this last hour, seems, and I'm sure people are sitting out there going, oh, this is just totally overwhelming. i got to do this system, and i got to have a billing system. I gotta have you know what? Don't be overwhelmed by it. Just one pick step one at a time. And, 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 and as Nike, I think it's the Nike commercial says, just do it. Yep. Just go out and do it. And here's the other thing. Do not think that if you start a system, you've got to stick with everything you set out. Be flexible. You're going to find out that some things work, some things don't work. Be flexible, but do it. And I guess that's probably the only advice I could really give at the way to end is just do it. Right, Thank right. You, and the other thing that I'll say is that when I, I I get approached often by young attorneys coming right out of law school, and they may not have a lot of money to work on some of these things. So, um, you know, although we also have to bill for our services just like the attorneys do, uh, I think Jim and I are both people who are pretty willing to work with you on what your financial budgets are and set up something that's fair and reasonable and and, and also in a time uh, allotment that it works for you. Sometimes uh, attorneys will tell me that they want to do all of these great things with PR and marketing, but they realize that it's a two-way street and that it's a time commitment on their part too. Even though we're executing and doing a lot of the work, they have to also participate and they have to carve time out. So you 
have to be ready. And none of this works unless you're all in. You have to go all in. You have to want it. Um, and a lot of times I've seen, I've given people wonderful proposals, and they come back and they say, you know, Nick, I just don't have the money right now. I'm going to try to just do some of this on my own. And, you know, I tell them that's, you know, okay, but I'll tell you what, time and time again they come back and they haven't done it. They haven't done it. So, uh Again, it's worth you know. While again, our our overhead has been reduced uh, lately by different cost-effective things. There's still some overhead that is you know good capital contributions and uh, you know systems and consult. You know a lot of this what we're talking about today is definitely worth the price of admission. So we have to wrap it up here and say thanks to Jim Thompson for being here today. It was my pleasure, Nick. I, I hope that uh, we've been able to impart some information, and some of the attorneys listening out there will, um, you know, start to implement some of the things we've talked about. Telephone number where they can reach you, Jim. It's uh, area code seven zero eight seven eight five four zero two two. And if I don't pick it up, obviously, just leave a voicemail, and I'll get back to you usually within the day. All right, and if you get hold of me, you can dial area code 312-854-7149. Again, 312-854-7149. And I'll tell you what, if I'm not here, the receptionist sends me an email. It comes right to my BlackBerry. I get in touch with people pretty quickly. And uh, both Jim and I can and do work with clients not only here in Chicago, but also in Los Angeles, New York, D.C., all over the place. Um, yeah, I'm even working with firms in India with some of these things. And so really with the age of electronics and the go-to meetings and um, you know video chats, we're able to both work with people all over the place. So if you're not here in Chicago and those aren't local area codes, fear not. So we want to also thank our commercial sponsors and guests today. We had, number one, Mary Erlane of Peak Marketing Sales and LMI Riverside. We also had Nancy K. Ducharme of the Law Offices of Nancy K. Ducharme. Third, Steve Fretzen and the Sales Results Incorporated Group. And we had, fourth, Jim Thompson of Midwest Consulting Group and the Get Clients Now program. And finally, credit damage expert George Finder. Again, for upcoming shows, you can check out our Facebook page. We try to get the those uh, in as soon as possible. Actually, we do have a new intern starting. David Smith comes to us from Columbia College of Broadcasting here in Chicago, uh, has worked at some major radio stations, and we're very honored to have him in uh, with some of the programming. So, David Smith, you'll be hearing from him. And also, our archive shows are also available at ALRPRA.com. And we want to read you general disclaimer that this is a in general information program. The advice shared on this show does not constitute legal advice, and your results may vary based on your facts and location. Communication with attorneys on this show does not give rise to an attorney-client relationship, and this show is politically neutral and objective. Call us with your counterpoints. Give us your views. They're always welcomed. ALRPRA is, does not necessarily endorse all of the comments or uh, opinions expressed by callers and guests on this show. And finally, all of our callers remain confidential and rights to this broadcast are reserved by ALRPRA Incorporated. These Law Talk Radio broadcasts are programmed to bring our attorney and non-attorney audiences the tips, tools, and practice area information they can use to be better informed practitioners and consumers of legal services. With guests and listeners located worldwide, we appreciate the opportunity to use this socially networked radio program to bring people together and share collective intelligence. Again, this is Nick Augustine for ALRPRA Incorporated, and we thank you for your time. <laughs>